Hello and welcome to DFS Talk. It is Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And Coach, we are back here for a two-game NBA slate after a monstrous Martin Luther King Jr. Day slate. Um, it's going to be a little different scenario here with only two games. It sure is. I mean, we we haven't seen this small of a slate since the beginning of the season, and it doesn't happen very often. But you know what? After the crazy busy weekend and then the huge slate yesterday, having you back here with me today, a two gamer, I'm so relaxed I could almost doze off. This is this is so uh, so nice. But I'll tell you what, there's some nice builds that you can get out of these four teams. So I'm really excited to talk about it today. Yeah, I like two-game slates a lot, so I, I'm excited about it as well. And we want to keep some momentum going. We had a solid day yesterday. In that early slate on FanDuel, we gave out two hybrid lineups, a 376 and a 366. Okay. 376 was top 2%. Both of those cashed easily. And then in the later slate, uh, one of our two hybrids cashed at 322.5 on FanDuel. The DraftKings coach, coach's clipboard was a winner. So really solid day on MLK Junior Day, and uh, we've got a two-game slate today. And Coach, do you want to announce our special giveaway in honor yes. of this two-game slate? I would. I would. Our our two guys, the the brains. We do two brains are better than one, but we have two real brains in the background, in uh, Mr. Joe Stanton and Tyler Pitzer, and they are uh, launch. They've launched yesterday. A giveaway here at Coach Talk, uh, and it is on Twitter. If you check out our tweet, which is pinned there, that talks about this giveaway, we're actually going to boost it up here and announce it for the first time on this podcast, and then they'll be adding it to the tweet. But what we're going to do is uh, we normally, uh, every couple couple times a month or so, we'll give away a weekly membership for someone that likes and retweets one of our announcements. And we've decided on in honor of this two-game slate, uh, the idea came from, from the boys, like I say, that uh, since Shea Gilgis Alexander is our thumbnail guy that's going to represent this podcast today, and his number is two, we decided to give away two weekly memberships for the first time. And in order to qualify for that, though, the second game has the stifled tower, Mr. Rudy Gobert, who is number 27. So that is the magic number. We get 27 retweets and likes on the uh, Twitter post that Joe and Tyler will put up. Then we will be giving away two weekly memberships at Coach Talk tomorrow when they do the randomizer draw. So pretty cool. Love getting some new folks in there. Uh, Great, great group in Discord. So we look forward for that drawing tomorrow. And you can check that out all day today. Uh, and then tomorrow as well, it'll be drawn uh, toward the end of the day. And then we'll announce the two winners. That's right. And again, on Twitter, we are at DFS Coach Talk. So Correct. don't let don't let Rudy Gobert block that giveaway. You got to get <laughs> over 27 retweets and likes. So we invite you to, to check that out. We're right, hoping Shea floats it up and over the big hand and right. swishes it in there for That's two. Right. That's right. 
All right, so we're going to go game by game here, as we always do. Interesting that both games start at 9 p.m. Eastern, no which sense. is another thing Another thing I really like, because we have all the news right at the same time before lock. Don't have to worry about late swap tonight. And we're going to talk about the OKC-Denver game first. And on BetUS, our presenting sponsor, Denver 9.5-point favorites, over-under at 220.5. Second game total is 218 and the Jazz are favored by six. So pretty similar game scenarios, and uh, none of these teams are involved in a back-to-back. So it's it's all systems go. In terms of the news in game one, Mr. Horford continues to be out with a personal injury, personal issue. And then on the Denver side, Michael Porter Jr. continues to be out. Coach, break this one down for us, please. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I I was racking my brain as I was preparing last night, and I cannot remember in six years of doing this that there was ever a two-game slate where both games started at the same time. I think this is the first time that's ever happened. So I thought that was really weird. But yesterday, I got a comment on this because I'm preparing yesterday, uh, last night, and I'm like, last night, or yesterday, I'm sorry, we had because the way DraftKings and FanDuel did it, we had like five different slates, two gamers, three gamers, showdown, four gamers. Then we had all these teams on back-to-backs, all this information going on. And it was insane, This, you know, the scattered games for like 13 hours. And then tonight we've got this sweet little two-game at the same time, no late swap. I mean, this is awesome. So this is interesting. OKC, like you said, uh, pretty big dog here. Uh, definitely, you know, a smidgen of blowout concerns, but I was calling for a Lakers blowout yesterday and looked like a, an actually smart coach at halftime. And then at the end of that game, uh, not looking quite as smart as Golden State got it done and came back. So who knows? You know, I've mentioned on this podcast multiple times, I you know, I think the Thunder's one of the weakest teams in the league, but they've managed like six wins. So you know, more power to them. Um, you know, the, this is there's a couple interesting things here. The defensive efficiency in this game is Oklahoma City 20th and Denver all the way down to 25th, which is really surprising. So that would, th- you know, really push to it being a higher scoring game. And I'm surprised that number's not a little higher. I would have expected like 223. So a little low there. Um, as far as pace of play, maybe that affected it more. Oklahoma City's 13, not bad, you know, upper half. But Denver's 26 because of the, you know, we've mentioned it a million times, you know, the uh, getting it to the joker at the top of the key and then letting like 10 seconds go by as everybody's doing their cuts and moves. So that we don't expect to change much. But it definitely creates a situation, I think anyway, that – you know, there is a chance for some good scoring in this game. And I, I like it uh, just as maybe even more than the second game, as, as weird as that is. But first of all, our our poster boy here, the number two Shea that we're doing the giveaway on, you know, he becomes such a strong play when you have small slates like this. You know, he gets lost in the shuffle sometimes with lots of options, but his usage is off the charts. They go to him on, almost on everything. And without Horford being a, a go-to guy in the block, I mean, Shea's going to be a million percent owned, but he's one of the first guys in my lineup for sure. 
I think that you've got to consider him. The other guy, and again, I hate playing chalk, but I have some differentiators in these two games as well. But Isaiah Roby, who will, has been starting in Horford's spot, and his prices remain super low, uh, has been making value. He's not; It doesn't have a monster ceiling, but in a two-gamer where you can grab value, that guy's going to get a lot of minutes. Um, you know, I, I as, as uh, about a million other people will do, We'll start the Oklahoma City build with Shea and Isaiah Roby. Uh, after that, you know, it's it's a bit of a crapshoot. You can go with Hill for some value. Uh, Diallo's had some explosive games off the bench. Uh, Lugans Dort had a 50-burger the other day. Again, a little inconsistent there. Um, not going Pokoszewski, the rookie. I just think he looks like he needs to be in the G League tomorrow. And then you've got the backup, Mike Muscala. Again, you know, got to gag a little bit, uh, even saying some of these Pokashevsky and Muscala. Oh, my Lord. I don't know how they went. That coach is, needs to be considered for coach of the year to get any wins with this team. So uh, before I switch over, because I'm rambling a bit here because there's only a two-game slate, so I get a little extra time. Uh, let's talk, uh, uh, have you chip in, if you don't mind, with OKC. Then I'll go to Denver and see if you're thinking the same uh, way as I am on the Thunder. Sure. Well, like you said, Shea's usage, especially with Horford out, makes him very attractive. But his price is a little bit steep for me. He's not. He he's not locked in for me on on either wow. site. Uh, he'll he'll make some lineups, but you know we'll get to the other side. Jamal Murray much cheaper on both sites and. Yeah, you know all the guards in the next game, or most of them, uh, well, all of them really are cheaper. So uh, that that's the issue with Shea is if you want to pay up for Jokic, it's a it's a little bit tougher to to fit him in. But with Roby, he's going to make probably every single lineup of mine. He's yeah. not priced accordingly for this role that he's going to have. He's shown when he's given the start that he can easily pay off value. And I mentioned the last time we talked about him, I, I do like his ath athleticism, his versatility. So I, I think he, he will pay off that price tag again. In terms of all the other guys, yeah, Muscala makes some sense to me. He's going to get solid minutes, uh, and I don't think we need to go to Pokashevsky. You know, funny stat with him, he has not attempted a free throw all season, wow. which is strange for a bigger guy who's getting decent minutes and he's in the paint a lot, but... Uh, that's the story with him. One of the value plays that I like here today, Kenrich Williams, and the, the reason, of course, that we're going through all these bench guys is because on a two-game slate, you have to really consider everybody. Gotta and dig deep. Yeah. Dig deep. And just remember, we're not looking at these guys thinking, all right, I need 30 fantasy points out of them. You just need 5X, 6X uh, to, to make it work. So Kenrich Williams, I like his trend here with minutes uh, and, and he's been shooting it pretty well this season. Diallo, like you mentioned is, is boomer bust. He's really shown that here yeah. lately. Um, and then Dort, you know, he played really well in that overtime win against Chicago. Just, I mean, he, he helped people take down tournaments on the big slate. Yeah. He was slate. in all the premium lineups for sure. Yeah. Took 15 shots, played 40 minutes, 21 and eight. So um, 
you get a couple of boomer bust guys here in this lineup and they're at you know reasonable prices so um you're gonna have to play with it a little bit but uh yeah i'm excited about roby roby's value that that's at least one you know free square that i think we can can take and and move on and and start to build the rest of the lineup so let's move over to the denver side and see what you think there yeah, and, you know, again, I mentioned it on here for a few times, but, you know, we get new listeners all the time. With Roby, it's you just have to take him in all your cash games. I basically play cash. If you're going to fade him and take a chance that he busts, you want to do that in the GPP. The reason I say that is in cash games, he's going to be so highly owned that if he does go off and have 35 DFS points, then you're going to be chasing everybody else and you, you had a guy in there cheap. If he busts, 90% of the other people are going to bust, so you're not having to make up anything. So that's what I mean by as a blocker, he's just got to be an automatic play. All right, on the Denver side, uh, you know, I would assume everybody's going to plug the joker in and try to make it work around him. He's been just an absolute machine, um, playing phenomenal basketball. Uh, You know, that weight loss that he had before the season, it looks like he's down, like I mentioned, 30, 35 pounds. And I think that's made all the difference for his endurance, just getting up and down the court, plays longer stretches. And man, he's, uh, to be honest with you, he's playing like an MVP player. I mean, he needs to be in the conversation because they would be dead without him, you know, and they're scratching uh, at the 500 area to, to stay there. So, you know, if I think you got to strongly consider the Joker and then try to find some value. It's just too hard if you fade him and he does throw 64 on the board. You know, where do you catch up with that is, is the question on a two-game slate. Um, Jamal Murray, as you know, is one of my favorite players to watch. Um, it's just he's had really weird streaks of consistency you know, he didn't in the bubble. He was the phenomenal there every game. But I've seen streaks here that that don't make a lot of sense. He does seem like he's shaking out of it. His price had been moved down quite a bit because of those shaky games. And, you know, the the easiest second guy to go to in this game is Murray. And you, you definitely have to give him some consideration. Uh, one guy I've used a lot because he was finishing every game the last six minutes and he was making value all the time as Monte Morris but there's been a little shift there with Murray picking up his game and Composo stealing a little bit of minutes and PJ Dozier showing up um, you know with more activity and shots it looks like Morris has been the guy that's that's going downward so I'm gonna I'm going not gonna go with Morris uh, I don't think Composo is a good play uh, the guy that I do like is P.J. Dozier. I mean, he's long, he's uh, cheap, and he's playing good basketball. You can see that he has a level of confidence that he didn't have before. You know, the question with him is always the minutes. That's trending up. So, again, you know, if we're going the joker here, we've got to find some people that are that are decent price. Um, I'm not comfortable with Harris uh, too up and down. Barton is is just not cheap enough. I mean, he does well and he's tempting to put in there, but I just don't like his price. And then I don't want anything to do with the complete game split of Millsap and Green. So 
that's what I like. I know your favorite playing player in this game is Isaiah Hartenstein. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes last game. Uh, you know, his minutes have been a little bit inconsistent. Even for a backup, usually with a guy like that, you 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 want to bank on twelve to fourteen minutes. That's yeah. what we'd get usually with Plumley last year. But right. Hartenstein hasn't quite had that uh, consistent minutes. You know, it seems to be they play the matchups a little bit more. Yeah. And they can they can go big with Jamichael Green or big enough. And right. this is actually the perfect type of game where you might not see Hartenstein play at all because Jamichael Green can guard Muscala, Pokashevsky, those guys. Yeah. And Dozier's got decent size as well. So And Bull Bull's been getting a few minutes too. He he's he's in the mix sometimes as well. So um you know, Coach Malone does have some choices with that rotation. Um, you know what I say though, Bull Bull, no no. <laughs> not not today because you don't Bad know joke, if it's going to play. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with the Denver guys, I I think I'm. It sounds like I'm pretty similar with you at, at this point. Uh, Jokic, that's that's where you start the analysis. And to me, there's really there's two choices today: play Jokic or don't. And you're going to have two very different lineups. And I think those are the the two lineups worth considering. I think it yeah. is worth considering building without him because you get a couple other studs that you wouldn't. And he has been smashing over 60 fantasy points for three in a row, but he's had a number of games under 50 also. And, you know, OKC is, I know they're technically above average in pace, but again, they're 29th in offensive efficiency. I just don't really see this being a high scoring game. Um, My question though, is who's going to guard him? Oh yeah. That's the thing. Roby, I mean, Roby, he'll get in foul trouble probably, and which makes me nervous to play him. Or yep. Mascala can't check him. Nobody um, can check him. Baisley can't check him. I, no. He's going to run loose in this game. That's right. And Roby just fouled out in 26 minutes in the last game. So yeah, yeah he's really going to have to stay disciplined against the Joker. Yeah. So um, he, he, Jokic will probably be in my first lineup, and the idea of fading him would be the secondary option. I like Murray a lot here. I like the price tag. I like that he's shooting more without Michael Porter Jr. He does continue to complain about this elbow soreness, yeah, which is an issue, but he's he's managing. And so I think he's hopefully on the on the good side of that issue. And then everybody else, I think I have a similar take as you do. Um, you know, Dozier should be a solid value. Uh, Barton and Harris, a little inconsistent, don't like Barton's price. So uh, I think we're pretty aligned here. We can move on to game two. Sounds good. It is, of course, the other nine o'clock tip off the Pelicans and the Jazz. And this one's interesting because these teams are going to play again in this same spot on Thursday. So in game one here, we are looking at Lonzo Ball being questionable. And we're looking at Joe Ingles being questionable. So one key player on each side. And the Pelicans coming in off a high-scoring, exciting game against Sacramento, 128-123. Should be a a lower-scoring game here with the Jazz in their sixth-ranked defense. And both teams slow in pace, 25th and 24th. Yeah. Pelicans, their offensive efficiency is 19th. So they've been... They've been pretty low in that department. They're just sort of getting used to Coach Van Gundy trying to put it together, but they're five and seven, uh, and they're struggling going up against Jazz nine and four. Always good on their home court. 
and they're 10th offensive efficiency. So that's why they're the six-point favorite. I'll get us kicked off here on the New Orleans side. I think the ball news is monstrous, and apparently he did practice in full yesterday. Kind of feels right. like an NFL podcast where you're really looking at the practice reports. Yeah. Because on a two-game slate, I mean, this is massive news because we've been all over Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah. Bledsoe has been attractive also because he's gotten more responsibility without Lonzo. So if he comes back, then you figure uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker probably goes to the bench. And all of a sudden, he's back in that maybe 18 to 22-minute range, uh, depending on how much Lonzo can go. But, you know, with the uncertainty with that rotation, the interesting thing are the price tags. I mean, they're all very cheap on both sites. So I think you can make a case for any of them. I think Ball is is more of the the wild card here, um, just because you... We, we haven't heard yet, obviously, if he's going to play. We're recording this basically at lunchtime here. Uh, we don't know how many minutes he'll play if there will be a restriction. Uh, so that's the thing we're really going to be grinding on uh, this evening before we finalize the lineups. Yeah. In terms of the rest of the Pelicans, Adams is one of those guys you could look at if you're going to fade Jokic. I mean, there's only so many centers to consider here. He should get plenty of minutes trying to deal with Gobert and He's shown, you know, he he played well against Sacramento. The game before that, he, he had a dud. So uh, not a guy that you really trust or look for upside, but you're just looking for 5-6-X if, if you go that route. Ingram, uh, p- pretty expensive on DraftKings. I like him a little bit better on FanDuel. Zion, I think, is a fair price on both sites. And then with the backups, Melly, or sorry, not Melly. Melly is a question mark because he got a DNP last game. So yeah. he's a guy that, you know, with Van Gundy, it's like he's searching for different rotations, combinations, trying to figure out which guys he likes and can trust. Melly not inside that circle of trust as of now. But Jackson Hayes, uh, he's the kind of guy, unlike Hartenstein, who you can should be able to count on 15, 16 minutes. So he's a, a value play. I like him a little bit better on DraftKings at only 3300 You could use a guy like that to try to pay up for Jokic. Um, and then Hart. you got to consider Hart here and, and Redick on two-game slates in the 4K range. They, they could make a lineup or two for me as well. Yeah, you know, I'm with you. I think the point you made at the beginning is everything. I mean, we have to know the Lonzo Ball news before we build a lineup because it Domino affects the whole entire rest of this lineup. It's it's that simple. Um, I'll I'll go with two scenarios here. Ball in if he's going to play, then uh, I scratch Nikhil Alexander Walker out of consideration, even on my GPPs. And um, and also, you know, I'm not big on JJ Redick. I watched him the last game. You know, he's getting some minutes, but. You know, if he's not going to pound five threes in a row or something, he's just going to have trouble making value. Um, Josh Hart's in play for me if ball sits. I'm not as crazy about Hart if he plays. So, you know, you know, Bledsoe did play well the last game, and he's been inconsistent. This, you know, he's his price isn't too bad. So for me, if ball's in, I'm, I, I consider ball without a limits uh, minutes restriction. And Bledsoe gets some consideration for me. If ball's out, then the only guy that jumps into that consideration for me anyway is Josh Hart. 
So that's sort of the combination there. Um, you know, I like Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. You know, the question will be for me with Nurk, uh, not uh, Jokic, not Nurkic, poor Nurkic is out. But with Jokic, you know, then I'm going to have to sacrifice somebody from game one, either Shea or Jamal Murray, probably Shea. So it's to me, it's like, do I go with uh, Ingram or Shea is basically what it's going to come down to if I want to stack more on the on the Pelican side. I think, though, if ball sits from a usage usage standpoint, I would like to, to put in Ingram and Zion. If ball plays, probably just going to go with one of them. Again, just ball has a hand in ball in his hands more. He's. Uh, you know, it just opens up usage uh, when you look look back at this. So, again, that news affects my entire build uh, from that standpoint. So, uh, I definitely like Zion, very much like Ingram, and would like to put him in there. I agree with you, and I think you make a very valid point. Jackson Hayes seems to be in Stan Van Gundy's uh, good sights right now because he comes in, plays hard, dives on the floor, gets some block shots. And it looks as though his minutes are creeping up into the low teens to mid-teens, maybe even could stretch to 20, because I'm with you. Most of the time I've watched Adams this year, I think he's finally getting a little older, a little slower. He doesn't quite dominate like he used to in just clearing the whole glass. So, you know, with Adams' slight downturn, Andy has to face the, you know, Stifle Tower. Uh you know, with that situation, I'm not considering him at all. And Jackson Hayes hasn't quite got there yet. So, again, as I explained, uh, it'll shuffle the deck with ball playing or not. Uh, but my targets here are Ingram and, and Zion Williamson. Now, I understand I'm going to have to find value somewhere. So whether that value, you know, is Josh Hart or not, uh, that's going to be the question. So. Let's let's shoot over to the Utah side um, and, and handle that part. Okay. On the Utah side, uh, the guy that jumps out at me is Donovan Mitchell here. You know, he's he's cheaper than Shea. He's getting about 20 shots a game. I don't like that he was 0 for 7 on three-pointers last game. But, um, you know, now they're going to go back to Utah. That was in Denver. So he, get, he gets a home game here. Um, and you know, the Pelicans again, 20th in defense, um, you got guys like Lonzo ball. If he's out there with banged up knees, um, I, I think Donovan could, could pay off here. Conley's actually a pretty good price on DraftKings, also. He is. So he's in consideration for me. Clarkson has really had a, had a very fine season here, but he's a little bit expensive on this late 65 and 63. That'll be tough to get to. Yeah. And then with Ingles, if he plays, you know, he'll probably take away a little bit from Clarkson and all those guys, Mitchell and, and Bogdanovich. So that kind of muddies the water for Utah if, if he plays. You know, because when he's been out here, you got guys like Mie Oni playing 12 minutes last game. He didn't even take a shot. <laughs> and so Ingles, I mean, there are games when he doesn't shoot much but he's going to shoot more than that. He'll shoot the open three when he gets it. So uh, that that's the key news there is Ingles. And with the the forwards and the and the the bigs, I'm not too thrilled about any of them. 
Uh, Bogdanovich is a decent price on FanDuel at 5000 Gobert, you know, probably won't go there because he's it's like 8500 I think I'd rather just spend the extra 3000 and get to Jokic. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking more at the guards here for Utah probably. How about you? Well, you know, I, I'll tell you, you take a deeper look at teams, even deeper than we normally do when it's only two games late. And I know I've shouted them out several times. You know me, I always look at the coaches first. And how is this team nine and four? Nine wins. Quinn Snyder is an amazing coach, and nobody ever talks about him. I mean, this team is not very good. I'm sorry. They they added no one, and they just re-signed a few of their guys. But, you know, let's look at it realistically here. Conley is on the very back side of his career. Mitchell's your superstar. Clarkson's a fine player off the bench that can score. He's not a good defender. Bogdanovich is somewhat a shadow of himself coming back from this injury. He'll hit a couple of shots, but nothing fantastic. Royce O'Neal is just a grinder defensive player. And then you know you have Gobert, who's a phenomenal defender. He's not a great offensive player. But after that, I mean, Ingles, to me, even if he plays in this game, he looks somewhat washed. I think he's on the big ta- downtrend. And that's it. They don't have anywhere else to go. So I have no idea how they're winning games, uh, this many games. Um, but, you know, they're getting it done. So I'm not a big fan. I'm not going to spend up for anybody on this side because I want, you know, obviously, committed to the dollars on the other guys. So Conley is a possible value play. Um, Clarkson, I would love to play, but he's not really value. If he was 56 or something, I'd go right for it. Um, if I get desperate and I do have one spot to fill, and it seems like that happens a lot lately, uh, Bogdanovich may be in play for me. I know he's not playing well, but he certainly is a guy that can drain four or five threes uh, you know, with his eyes closed if if he gets hot. So uh, not liking this side of the ball, possibly Conley Bogdanovich just to make all the salary work from the other three teams. Okay, excellent. Well, for the rest of the afternoon here, we are going to uh, work on crafting those lineups. We hand build everything and we end up giving out two hybrid lineups on FanDuel for most main slates and a GPP lineup. So we give out the full lineup that you can use and we invite you to do that. And then on DraftKings, we give out a coach's clipboard uh, for big slates and smaller slates. We give out core plays uh, and we, we do that about 20 minutes before lock. So uh, that that's the benefit of membership is we have those lineups finalized at the last minute with all the, all the news uh, that we talk about with question marks here at lunchtime, we'll have the answers before lock. So Again, and, and you uh, always diss my Yahoo. My poor Yahoo, Yahoo. never gets any shout out from yeah. you, man. That's true. Sorry about <laughs> we that. We give out a full Discord, a Discord. We give out a full hybrid lineup uh, for Yahoo as well. And and Yahoo's fun. If you never tried it, you got to give it a try. The pricing's like ten dollars, seventeen dollars. It's all different than everything else. So one of these days, Andrew, I'm going to get you to play one of those lineups. I'm going to send you a buddy invite. So okay. we'll get you in Yahoo. All right. <laughs> so um, if you want those lineups, then first thing you can do, of course, go to Twitter, DFS Coach Talk, and retweet that tweet and enter that drawing. Uh, if you don't win that or if you don't want to wait until tomorrow, then just jump in with one of our memberships 
uh, week, a month, or the 149 special that'll take you all the way till April 1st. You can find that on our website at D uh, dfscoachtalk.com. And then, uh, as you probably know, we still have the BetUS offer. So if you're into sports betting and you can make a first-time deposit at betus.com.pa, go there, make the 149 deposit, use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, and then let us know on Twitter that you've done that, and we'll get you into our Discord. Anything else, Coach? Yeah, a couple real quick things. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, this is the big ask every podcast. Please hit the thumbs up. Please subscribe and hit the little alert button so you know when uh, our podcasts are posted. That is super important to us. It really moves us up the, with the algorithms there on YouTube uh, to get more views. So please do that. If you're listening to us audio-wise uh, through uh Spotify, Apple Podcast, iTunes, etc. Uh, take a second on there. Five stars, a quick comment. Again, all of that really helps us uh, also. And throughout the day, follow us on Twitter. I'm at uh, Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew's at Language Olympic, and Shane is at D-E-T Sports. Shane, you can find all of us at DFS Coach Talk. Get on that DFS Coach Talk Twitter uh, you'll see Joe Stanton and Tyler Pitzer will be posting that contest and two giveaways today for Shay, who you may fade, which uh, we're going to have to talk uh, talk about that off offline here because yeah. we don't want to fade our contest and thumbnail guy. Come on. Hey, so, yeah, yeah we'll money's with salary, salary, right? That's right. That's right. So definitely join us there again. We thank you for listening and uh uh, you know, we're seven day a week in front of the, the paywall here. So we hope to catch you every single day. Uh, we, we, this was fun not having to rush through any games. I know we took longer for a two gamer. Uh, our buddy Shane will be, you know, dogging us in uh, the coaches chat, but it is what it is. We like to, we like to talk the game and break it down as much as we can. So join us every day, seven days a week. We're here. That's right. And we'll be back tomorrow for another big slate. So we hope to see you then. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS.